ser- a sermons that I'd love to hear more pastors preach on is just a sermon on rest. Mm. It's like, what did Jesus mean that, that he will bring us rest? Come all who are weary, he'll give us rest. And I recently read John Mark Comer's book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And great book, by the way, like phenomenal. And he really just breaks down the way of Jesus in the way that, and Jesus was never in a hurry to get anywhere. He was going to, to Lazarus, his friend who was dying, and he stops along the way to minister to a woman. And he's like, well, we'll get there. And he, obviously he gets there late and Lazarus is dead, brings him back from the dead because he's Jesus. Mm-hmm. But it's like he wasn't in a hurry to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something like we should model. And so I've been kind of just searching just scripture and seeing like, how do we find find rest in Jesus? Because, I mean, I feel like it's preached all the time. It's like, man, you, like, you come to Jesus, like you'll find rest. Like, man, but how do we pursue the rest, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like we live in a culture of, you know, in the DFW, it's like everyone's just going to work. Like we're hitting 75 North Tollway, 635. Like we're all just, you know, bumper yeah. to bumper getting yeah. everywhere. And I think that that's one side of hurry. And another side of hurry is ministers just, man, I'm doing and doing and doing and doing. Yeah. And we're not being. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think one of the best scriptures is Psalm 46, 10 says, be still and know that I'm God. And I think I've talked about with other pastors of just, and to, to enter the rest is man, we just have to stop and take that time to say, Hey, I'm just gonna stop right now and just be still mm. and like reflect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's my that's my little soapbox on, yeah. on rest. Y'all ready for my <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared yeah. for David. He's about to no, go I, off. No, I think for me, uh the sermon that I would like to hear more often is the worship that God wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of times we focus on the worship we want or the mm. worship that we know or the worship that we're comfortable with. And we forget that, you know, the recipient of the worship has a way he likes to be worshiped. And so I look at I- Isaiah 58, I look at Amos. And so there's certain things where in Amos, he talks about how he's tired of our rituals. He's tired mm-hmm. of our processions. And uh, what he wants is is justice, you know. And so a lot of times what, what we focus on is I want a place where I can like lift my hands. I want a place where I can just like pour it all out. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that God wants to use us as vessels of his love. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we assume that simply gathering once a week will be that worship. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that God wants us to to be his vessel to to redeem uh to help redeem people and bring them up bring up the oppressed and and care for them Mm -hmm. and so i think uh, our culture needs that and we see a lot of people drawn to churches with great you know great music with with great (laughs) lights and things like that but but yet uh out on the street we see people who are broken and who are Mm -hmm. in need and Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in, in my perspective, worship, um, maybe the worship God wants is just for us to go out there and just to care, pray for people, feed them. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I can keep going. That that leads into another one of mine is, I mean, you're copying the, the great commission (laughs) and and you can't say that it's not preached enough, but like really the, the embodiment of that within the church culture. Um, it says, go and make disciples of all nations. And the Mm -hmm. disciple is a discipline follower of Christ. And there's so many people nowadays that are just okay with taking up a seat, Mm -hmm. uh, taking up a a, a pew, consuming And, and, and churches 
offering the opportunity for it and being okay with it versus yeah. how do you, pointing how them do you feel about that? Right. Like yeah. that sometimes we enable that consumption. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? We do want to draw people in, mm-hmm. but a lot of times we're feeding into the culture of consuming. Yeah. My, my encouragement would be just to keep the standard high. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely don't lower the standard to meet the people, but keep the standard where it is so that they can be drawn deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, we we just can't miss the main thing that that Jesus tells us to do mm. is to go and make disciples of all nations. And so, like, if we're not mm. a disciple making church, we're missing the point. No matter how many people we can gather into a room, like, if they're not if they're not being challenged to become deeper in their relationship with Christ, deeper in becoming a follower of Christ, then mm. we're missing the mark. And um, it, it's easy to, like I said earlier in the other video, to measure our standard of success by how many people are coming to this room. But it's mm-hmm. pointless if you get the masses together and have no leaders to, to point them in the right direction. Yeah. And so um, Jesus focused on the few. And I'm not, I'm not anti-big gatherings, anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I think it's yeah. both. I think it's focus on the few and get the masses. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, a lot of times we can get lost mm-hmm. in, in doing one without the other. Right. I know, I know a lot of places that are afraid to speak on um, uh, the topic of race. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, for some reason, we're confident to talk about like a lot of different parts of the Bible. But like when it comes to the subject of race, that's when we lose our confidence to talk mm-hmm. about things. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I mean, there's plenty of examples of, of unconditional love um, within the Bible. Um, I think of uh, Acts. Um, I think of like just so many different things where you can speak on it, so many different opportunities. But like for some reason, race is just one of those things that we're like, oh, it's divisive to talk about if we <laughs> <Yeah>. mention that. <laughs> um, why not equip your saints yeah. how to love one another regardless yeah. of yep. the color of our yeah. skin, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And to tie into that uh, restitution. Mm-hmm. So like um, I know that it's not really, well, I wasn't there, you know, like I wasn't there when all those things were happening. But yeah, mm-hmm. God calls us to restitution yeah. to like, uh, to seek righteousness, which mm-hmm. means right standing. And mm-hmm. so uh, just real quick, uh, for me, it's uh, compartmentalizing, a sermon on not compartmentalizing, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. we split up our life and just say, this is my church life and this is my mm-hmm. uh, weekly life. A so. mm-hmm. uh, quick one would be unity, whether it's like racial unity or just like unity among the church. Yeah. I know like mm-hmm. kind of Francis Chan's like kind of hit, like dropped a book on it and everything. I haven't read it yet, but I was like, man, that's, that's good. Cause yeah. there's like, I see all these towns and stuff and like people mm-hmm. that are believe the same gospel go to a different church. They have a different theological view on one thing that's not even vital to the yeah. gospel. Yeah. And it's like, man, they won't even serve together yeah. or be friends yeah. or anything. So it's like, man, where's our unity in the church? You know? Yeah. yeah. I think for me, uh, emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, we're we're very quick in my history within the church. I've heard a lot of um, do things this way, do thing. This is the right way of doing things. This is the wrong way of doing things. But the consequence of a life that hasn't always been, you know, available to do the right thing, which is because of circumstances, because of family history, whatever. Emotional trauma develops, and a lot of times. Uh, it's a lot easier. I've I've heard testimonies of, of people who say like, um, guys who have said, you know, I I had a, an, an issue with with uh, sex in my life, or I had an issue with an emotional issue with identity, mm-hmm. and all I had was a person who told me like, you need Jesus, come to church, believe in the same Jesus that uh, that I believe in, and 
and then we can just talk about the same things that make me comfortable. Mm, yeah. Um, to tie into that, I think uh, another sermon would be on empathy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Judah Smith is one of my favorite preachers. Mm-hmm. I was and, just thinking about him. Yeah, right? he, he kind of said this. He said, empathy is taking on pain that you could have avoided. Mm-hmm. And yep. so I think a lot of times we, we're just avoiding pain all yeah. the time. And so I think uh, mm-hmm. a sermon on how can we feel something that we sh- could we could have avoided, but but yet God, uh, uh, you know, took us that path mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to understand and learn. So yeah, quick hot quick hot topic. Um, I have a sex therapist friend um, who talks about just how much we learn from the world when it comes to topic of sex and how destructive it is and how many things that aren't true yes and so if churches can figure out a way yes. to talk about what the truth of god's word says towards that um mm. would be great i'm not saying straight from the pulpit but <laughs> if we can figure <laughs> out if we, can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if we can figure out how to uh bring forth the conversations of sex because yeah. culture is writing the narrative <laughs> yeah. right exactly yeah. and so like the narrative mm-hmm. that we kind of paint is uh that you know just irrelevance mm-hmm. right because like we're not speaking to it so yeah. Yeah, so culture's taking the narrative. Yep. Yeah, a lot of times what we do in in, Christ, in church, what we do is sex is for when you get married. Mm-hmm. And when you get married, you'll get to, we get to talk about it and then you'll get to discover it. Right. But until that happens, just we don't talk about it. Yeah. And uh, and that did, that sends people looking for a narrative. Mm-hmm. And the narr- mm-hmm. culture has created a whole narrative about why you need sex. Why does sex do this, do that? How, why it becomes an identity, yeah. but that's so hard because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you have emotional trauma that doesn't want want you to let you talk about that stuff, it's a barrier to take on the empathy to take on the pain and hurt of others. Yeah.